consume content, where we help you consume content. I'm Josh. This is Matt. I'm Matt. And today we're talking about Severance on Apple TV. Matt's going to pitch. Plus. Apple TV Plus. I always forget the plus. But Matt's going to sell us today on Severance, even though it it has won some awards, right? Or has been nominated only? Uh, well, now that you mention it, the Emmys just happened, I think, last yeah. weekend. Yeah, they did. As of uh, this yeah. I was checking the winners. I don't. It was nominated for a few things. I don't mm-hmm. think it won actually. Mm, there's a lot. Of, there were a lot but of snubs. What's up? Call back to episode two, though. Uh huh. It didn't win because Ted Lasso won. Uh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Although Ted Lasso is a comedy series, you know. You know what? It was Succession. 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 Screwed won. over. Okay. Any uh, anything severance? I tried running for probably. I tried to get into uh, to succession. We can go over that after you pitch us on severance, because severance well, I, is more I, of a it's more of like a Black Mirror or like modern sci fi type of type deal, right? It's hmm. an like interesting I, question you pose. Like I'm aware of the the of the premise. It's a very Twilight Zone type of plot, right? I, I, w- I wouldn't put it that way because it's not like mm-hmm. episodic. It's not a, it's not like uh, what's it called? Like an anthology? It's no, not... I just mean in like the type of story it is. You know, where it's like it's this. I guess yeah, it's dark I mean, sci-fi. Dark sci-fi. Definitely. I, I don't even know what to call. It. I don't even know if there's a name for that sort of thing other than the Twilight Zone. You know, it takes place in like a modern setting, but something's just off. You know. Something's just off, yeah. or something's just strange. And yeah, so, they they explore that a lot. Mm-hmm. So why don't you give me the the basic plot as presented in the trailers? No, for the audience, for the audience. No. No. What about the audience? What if they never have seen? What if they've never heard of this? Too bad. I already told them to. I told you to. Everyone should have. <laughs> you should have watched. Why didn't you watch it anyway? You should have watched it. I don't have Apple TV Plus. I think I have to cancel Paramount Plus first before I get Apple TV Plus. Get I T-Mobile. Think... They give it to you for free. Oh, I don't want to get T-Mobile. Anyway, what do you know about Severance? I know that the the plot is that you the people at this company are part of a program called Severance, where. Their memories of their work life and the memories of their home life are separated, severed, hence the name, right? And they essentially, people lead two different lives, but they have no memory of the other half. So when you're at home, you don't remember work, and when you're at work, you don't remember home. Is that correct? Am I missing a mechanic? Yeah, that's all of it. Okay, yeah, that's all of it. All right. Thanks for that suspense there. Is the show suspenseful? Is it scary? Is it a thriller? You, you pretty much nailed down the premise. Uh, no, it's not. It's kind of a mystery. I guess kind of a thriller. It's for sure a mystery because you're you. There's you. You as the viewer are kind of thrown into the position that the workers the severed workers are in mm-hmm. where uh where you don't know what's going on 
mm-hmm. you are thrown into this world. I think it starts with uh, one of the the main cast. Mm-hmm. The whole show starts with basically her first day. She is a new severed employee, and they show her as they call them innies and outies. You're the per the your original self with mm-hmm. your memories and your experiences outside of work, like your whole life. You know, mm-hmm. you as a whole person. That's your Audi, but then. Mm-hmm. When you go undergo the surgery, it's it's not really surgery. It's just the process to sever you. Mm-hmm. You then develop a second person persona. Yeah, you're it. You're right because the memories are separate, but it effectively creates another copy of yourself. Uh huh. The moment you become severed, there's two of you. Yeah. And one of them only, and one of you exists normally how you always have out in the world, and then the other one, your any only exists in this office building interesting yeah so the show starts with this uh one character i forget her name um she 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 did a great job but uh it was a weird name it's like hetty or how how hetty something hetty lamar but yeah so yeah sure well you said it. You have you seen you seen the damn show already? No, I haven't no, seen I... the show. Hedy Lamar is is the, it, it's either it's Hedley Lamar, is the name of the villain in Blazing Saddles, God. but there was an actress named Hedy Lamar. Who that's the that was the joke that they were using her name, but he was all constantly correcting say Hedley, or the other way around. Like, I don't remember because he gets confused himself at some point in the film. It's a good try, Josh, but you were wrong on both counts. Okay, it's Hedley. Helly. Helly. Somehow it's Helly. Helly. But, okay. Played uh, played by Britt Lauer, who mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen in anything else. This might mm-hmm. I might she must be in something else cuz she okay. was a pretty big part of this the uh, the show so far. All right. Let me But uh so otherwise she she did a great job and you open up on the first episode uh-huh. with her waking up on a coffee ta- or on a conference room table, mm-hmm. in a small meeting room, in work clothes, like just you wait. She wakes up, and there's a little intercom. You know, the second she like rouses herself, she wakes up, and then there's this inter- little intercom talking to her. Mm-hmm. And it's the show kind of cr- takes these these weird moments, these weird. It I don't know techniques to make you feel like you're in a weird space like you mm-hmm. don't know what's going on f- beyond the obvious and it's there I don't know there's just so much to it and it creates a lot of mystery the character who uh, played by Adam Scott Mark he's talking he's the one on the intercom talking to Heli mm-hmm. and he he has like this binder of questions he's just reading them mm-hmm. and he's asking these weird questions which have nothing to do with anything. I think they're mm-hmm. just meant to introduce this person who has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And that's the intro to the show. And it kind of just carries on from there. You are also lost and you're trying to figure out what's going on in this place. What, what do they even do? Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, the, the whole, I think it's just the one season out so far. Oh, I thought there would be two by now with uh, with how much like well that's the thing. I, ha- I like I heard about it 
maybe three times. And every time, every, every one of those times, it was just like, oh, it's amazing. Right. And then by, again, that's sort of the point where we're talking about, because I don't hear, I don't hear much about it, but what I hear is all good things, you know? And then, but it's interesting, like way, going way back, right. The whole split personality thing. I didn't, I didn't even consider that that would be an aspect of it. Right. You don't, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that kind of like bends your mind a little, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. but it, you don't think about it, but it makes sense. Yeah. If you were to follow the logic of what's happening to these Mm -hmm. people, it's not really a split personality. Mm -hmm. It's a clone. It's doubling your personality. Yeah. And you end up, it's almost like there's two of you. Yeah. But you're so similar because from the moment you got severed, you mm-hmm. were exactly the same person. Yeah. But then from there you diverted. Yeah. Because the your innie is just their only experiences. Oh, I hate that all... name. I hate that name. Go on. I know. Trust me, uh-huh. I felt that too. But mm-hmm. they just keep saying it, so mm-hmm. I can't. It's you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. And it's not even. Tr- they don't even try to run you over with it it's mm-hmm. ju- you get so used to it because they keep saying it oh my god so but I, w- I was reading the or what were we gonna say i don't want to cut you off uh just that the innie mm-hmm. also doesn't have any memories they don't know anything about their outside life okay it's kind of like uh that certain kind of amnesia mm-hmm. where you you know all of your skills and social mm-hmm. cues or whatever you're yeah. ability just, to communicate with people you just have no specific memories no context as to like why you are the way you are just you yeah just are. you just you just are mm-hmm. and you don't know who you are where you are you just mm-hmm. wake up and you're yeah. but you're still the same person so yeah mm-hmm. a really interesting idea and i didn't know any of this going in when mm-hmm. i started the show i was just hearing the same things it was like mm-hmm. oh i just heard it's really good i should definitely watch it and i tried it and I'm glad I went in blind, so I guess if you're listening to this podcast, stop and don't, and don't come back. Yeah. Just good. kidding. Please, we need you. Please come back for, for for when we talk about a different show, please. Or or come back in like, I don't know, there, 30 minutes when we move on to a different show. But uh, I think it's great if you can go into the show completely blind, but mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't always happen. Yeah. But I'll try not to give away anything else but there there's just so much more mystery there's so much more going on mm-hmm. that you won't know and even after one whole season i've seen the whole season i still have i'm made of questions wonderful matt a man made of questions it's because like i'm reading i have another question regarding says here i'm reading the synopsis Josh, on IMDb. man made of questions <gasps> we're both made of questions that's some sort of philosophical bullshit, I think. Anyway, I'm reading the synopsis off IMDb, right? And it says, Mark leads a team of office workers whose memory have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. I think you mentioned this one. He's the person on... the uh, Adam Scott's character is the person who's on the intercom, is what you said, I believe. Yeah. And then next line is, when a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. And is this so? Is so if you when you're inside, you have no memory of the outside, right? 
Mm-hmm. And when you're outside, you have no memory of the inside either, right? Yeah. Okay. So. Completely separate. Completely separate. So that leaves, because like you were saying, because it's like they have clones, right? Does that mean, uh, Adam Scott's character, Mark, does that mean that he is on the outside investigating what is going on, but on the inside, he's very much a participant and a part of the machine? So to speak. Or is he just like on a different thing altogether when he's inside versus when he's outside? Because it's like the, you said, it's like there's the two different people. The idea you're getting at is mm-hmm. a very big theme. Mm-hmm. It comes up a lot because that's kind of it's just a question that comes up. It's you're you have to volunteer for this, obviously, because mm-hmm. you're just a person who's not severed, and mm-hmm. then you say. I want to get one of those jobs and become one of those severed people mm-hmm. and you go and do it. But before that you have to choose it. Obviously there's no one forcing you. No, no there's yeah. not another personality or another version of you telling you to, but that does come into play. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say what Mark, the character Mark is doing, mm-hmm. but that does come up. And then also when you're one of these severed workers, you are aware that you go to this place. Cause obviously when you're outside of the office, mm-hmm. you have to go to the office. Yeah. Because when you enter the office, the certain floor, you it the switch happens and yeah. you become mm-hmm. this other version. You your memories switch over. Mm-hmm. So the out your Audi, I'm gonna keep saying it and you're gonna yeah, get yeah. used to it. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'll get over it. Yeah. Go on. It you you're just you know that it's happening and you just have to live with the fact that you're gonna lose eight hours of your day five days a week and you mm-hmm. you're okay with it yeah you just lose that eight hours you, you your body someone else is taking your body and doing the work yeah. and then you get a paycheck you get paid for it oh, god that sounds great for you, out, yeah d- stop it you don't even know that you're 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 inching onto some territory that really comes up it's a whole political thing I, well, no, not... it's it's a scary idea, yeah, but just like the outward-facing proposal, which is you knock out for eight hours, and when you wake up, you got your paycheck, and that, that's it. Like, just on the outside sounds okay, great. But, I would totally ask, be suckered into that. But ask yourself, uh-huh. do, you, do you want that? Do you want to lose a third of your life? For the entire amount of time you work for this company, you mm-hmm. lose a third of your life. And yep. also... There's another third of your life that uh-huh. you're still spending sleeping. Yes. So two thirds of your life you uh-huh. are not aware of. Well, I would. That. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not aware of it. it it's like it never happened. I and so it, does, it, just, it doesn't become a part of my of my scope I, I, of memories. I right? feel like my life would just feel so short in that period of time. I feel like, like say every... you worked at that job for several years. Yeah. I. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I wouldn't like that. It would There would be too many questions on my mind. I don't know. I think I do... I don't know. Like, it's... I think I'd be fine. Because it would be like I didn't have a job. That's what it would be like for me. You know? It would just be <laughs> like I didn't have a job. And it's just... just I, you'll do anything just to not have a job. Yeah! To not have to work. Exactly. It's just... I, you make an excellent point that, uh, yeah, eight hours of the day are gone. Just gone. And then you, when you factor in, like, commuting time, right? 
mm-hmm. like time for commuting and then time for like you, it's really actually now that I think about it, it sucks. It still sucks <laughs> because what I'm imagining, of course, without thinking of the consequences, right, is that, like I said, like you just you walk into the building, you lose eight hours, you come back out feeling fine, feeling fresh, and then you got your money and you go about your day. But you only have about, I don't know, like I get off of work around five, right? I get home around five thirty. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I go to bed uh, around and I live close to work. Right. I live like 15 to 20 minutes away. We're talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about me, someone who doesn't have a remote job. Right. And I I didn't try to rub it in. I'm not. No, 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 no. no. You keep bringing it up. I keep bringing it up because I am envious as hell. But like I get like I stay up late anyway. Right. I'll be up till till midnight tonight so that's from six to twelve six hours late he says late oh, shut up that's late all right who am i kidding i'll be up till one anyway so mm-hmm. that's like i'll really only have six to seven hours eight if you count the morning right to that eight hours is filled with just commuting and errands and like there's not a lot of time to get things done in those eight hours a day, you know. The, yeah, I know what you mean. You, but that's kind of that's how most adult lives are. Yeah, you, no. The, and what Monday I'm saying to is, Friday exists to work, mm-hmm. and if you can fit in, like I went to Disneyland yesterday. Yeah, it's Tuesday right now, so I went on a Monday night. Yeah, after work, and it's like you can, but mm-hmm. most I feel like for most people, you you can't expect that if no, you, you work can't. a full time job. Your Monday to Friday almost exclusively is for working and sleeping. Okay. And I mean, you also mm-hmm. fit in mm-hmm. the extra. The you, you fit in you you fit in time to stuff your face with McDonald's when you can. Yeah, yeah. I just think that like I won't be as refer- like if I have to do my job. It's gonna be even worse for my job because I work in events, right? So I don't have a regular schedule. I work nine to five plus, you know. It's a cat. <laughs> I work nine to five. Audio listeners, there's a cat. Uh, that's a rag doll. No, it's alive. I swear. No, the way you picked it up, it's a rag doll. I don't but think I've seen this one. How many cats do you have? We've been over this six. Five and a visitor. Five and a visitor. This is the visitor. Oh my god, this one isn't even yours. No, this one's not even mine. She just won't leave. Look <laughs> at her. She's adorable. Anyway. I like the little I like the little Yeah, the A Saint the, the Saint Louis like arch. Yeah. Oh you on... mean the you mean the Assassin's Creed logo on her face? Oh yeah. <laughs> alright, alright, there you go. There you go. She's just here for the food. But Your questions kind of or this conversation kind of points to a big part of the setting mm-hmm. because it's not an intense like mm-hmm. thriller mm-hmm. a mystery you you have to solve it yeah. feels like a slow burn because they make it so they they set it in i think it's uh i want to I, I might as well look it up i want to say it's some like northern american mm-hmm. 
winter state. It takes place during in the winter. Yeah. It's like Michigan or Montana or something. Mm-hmm. There's some big corporate office out in one of the semi-large cities in the area. Yeah. And the whole time, it's in the dead of winter, it seems like. And the character we follow, Mark, mm-hmm. we mostly see him, well, I mean, a lot of times in the office, but when we're, when you see his Audi, it, there is the, kind of this bleakness there these questions come up about like what it, what do you do with your life do how much do you question mm-hmm. what's happening or did you choose this because you don't want to question what's happening some yeah. people want to lose 8 hours a day and not have to think about it mhm yeah, i'd love to lose those 8 hours no it's not true you keep saying it i don't know i keep saying it but truth is like my job's not that bad you know like i don't have uh i don't work in a cubicle I have a desk, but I don't work in a cubicle that has f- three walls. I'm Technically, it's a cubicle with two walls, and they're like half walls. Whatever. Point is, like, my job's not that bad where I need to delete the memories of them. Like, Yeah. And so, it's still, it's it's an interesting premise just that, like... That also, it, that and also then brings up... Uh, yeah, what's up? It, it just brings up other details about the show. Mm-hmm. The I I think the show has done a really great job of fitting in little details, like little bits of humor, mm-hmm. but also just questions that keep you interested. Like I was saying, it feels like a slow burn, mm-hmm. but the I was hooked the whole time. The show, you just want to know more. You want to keep finding out, so you keep watching. And then the whole season is just so well put together. The pacing is excellent because it mm-hmm. feels slow. It's really not. There's so mm-hmm. much going on at all times. That's good to hear. <laughs> What were you saying? No, it's just... Okay, going back to the premise, and I guess, like, I did just, like, butt in with, like, oh, if I were to do it... Um, That's kind of the fun, though. That is you the would fun. A- you ask yourself, or you ask your friends, anyone you're watching mm-hmm. with, would you do it? I don't know. But I guess, like, again, the, the fantasy versus the reality. The reality would be that, like, I would come out of the eight hours exhausted. I'd come out tired and drained. That's- that's kind of what I was talking about when I was saying they're really good at the little details mm-hmm. because they will mention stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever mentioned how tired mm-hmm. you might feel because, yeah, exactly. You would expect eight hours of work. You work yeah. a full-time job in an office, too, mm-hmm. and you get tired after all that time, especially mm-hmm. some of the characters in the show who do this. They're older. You would think, like, yeah, you you show up at your job. And you go under, basically you fall asleep, mm-hmm. and then instantly you wake up as you, eight hours later you're leaving the job. Mm-hmm. And then do you just suddenly feel exhausted? They don't talk about that. And I was super curious. I wanted to know. I was like, come on, I wonder how different it would feel to suddenly yeah. be eight hours later. Like, do any characters get injured or anything like that? Where, like, all of a sudden they they go out and then they're like, fuck, why is my arm broken? Or something ridiculous like that. I, yes, Mm. but no, it's nothing, it's not anything severe. Mm -hmm. It's just another smaller detail that fills in this world. And it's like, makes you think, oh yeah, that's weird. I guess that is an issue and that's how they handle it. I kind of don't want to give it away. Mm -hmm. Don't give it away. Yeah, but someone, yeah, if you get a Uh boo-boo, your body, the thing is your body can't change. They can't just instantly heal it. So mm-hmm. they have to face that reality. Yeah. 
so weird. I don't know. It is a it is a fun premise to explore. We'll have to check it out. I mean, who else is in it? I know Ben Stiller's directing this, right? Yes. So I was actually at the Comic-Con panel this year mm-hmm. for yeah. Severance, mm-hmm. which I was so happy about because we had watched the show, mm-hmm. uh, Serena and I, just a couple months before that. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. We thought it was so interesting. We wanted more. Mm-hmm. So we go to the panel, and it was super cool because Ben Stiller was there pretty much the whole main cast. And then the producer or the showrunner, I think, the main guy behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Ben Stiller, I th- can't remember if he's directed every episode, but I think he's just had such a big role in this whole thing. He might have directed every episode or at least most mm-hmm. of them. Oh no, yeah. Oh no, yeah. He's not he didn't direct all of them, but he did mm-hmm. direct more than half. And I think he just basically takes on the role as like mm-hmm. one of the main producers as well as a director, but yeah. Yeah. It's just another testament to Ben Stiller's diversity. Yeah. Because I've loved him in a lot of comedies. I think he's such a ridiculous character, but mm-hmm. the, his serious work, I'm just blown away by, especially oh, yeah. this, this being the most recent. Did and you see it was the... go on. No, you go on. No, you Don't tell me what on. to do. No, you go on. No, you go on. Okay, I will. Have you seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. And I know that that one was a little mixed. Got a, The reviews are a little mixed, but mm-hmm. I did overall enjoy yeah. it. Well, it's based off of a short story. Like a, like a pretty old short story. And it's very different from the short story. But the... the baseline premise is the same which is it's about a man who constantly daydreams about a more adventurous life you know just constantly dreaming of bigger and better things well now that i think about it there is kind of a parallel drawn here i think so because he's he basically works a cubicle job in mm-hmm. that movie yeah he works for like life magazine he's just like a a, a photo inspector like not even a photo editor I think like he just like inspects. He goes through the photos that come in. Like I think physical he had film. a pretty big role. I think no, I think it was more serious. Like he was mm-hmm. the final say in terms of like the photography. Yeah. Okay. Maybe maybe I'm just like scaling the job down. Well, you're just just trying to crying. I'll be right back. I don't even know if you can hear him, but he won't shut up. I did hear that. I'm gonna lock the door. Come here. Come here. Josh consistently at their beck and call. Look at and then they he plays games. Oh my god, there's four of them. They're they've literally got him surrounded. They make him stand and they just stare at him and they laugh. Cats can laugh and they're laughing at him. Look at him. All right, two cats down. There Are you go. jealous? That's what I have to deal with. Uh-huh. There's a, a very, sleeping dog. It's quiet sleeping dog that doesn't make noise during your podcast recording. Yep. I got to move out. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're not going to move out. I know, but I keep... I can afford it. I just, you know, it's comfortable and I save a lot of money. Whatever. All right. You're, anyway. you're not going to move out. Ugh, you bastard. Anyway, so getting back onto The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. 
right? It's about Walter Mitty. In the original short story, he's just a guy who's like going shopping. Jesus Christ. Could you even hear that? I don't even think you could hear the cat. Jesus Christ. I can't. Now they're testing his limits. They know he's frustrated. Why don't you? Why don't you quiet for the microphone? Hmm. Now you're quiet, huh? Now you're quiet. Why do you have a scab? Ugh. You're going outside, buddy. He sends him outside just so they can meow some more. <sighs> All right. This episode is going really well. I feel really well. Just some edits are in order. No to, you can't say no to cats. Can't say no to cats, but some edits are in order. But anyway, Secret Life of Walter. No, Mitty. leave it in. Oh, fine, whatever. Anyway, Secret Life of Walter. Mitty, the original short story was just about a guy daydreaming while, while taking his wife to the grocery store or something. Like that's all it was, and there wasn't really like an ending. Or anything, and it doesn't really open up. It's actually just a bit of a sad story, right? About the the dreamer, the man who dreams, you know? And in that way, it's a very universal story. But the movie, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, is the same thing about a guy who dreams of like more exciting lives, wishing he was a more adventurous person, wishing he had the courage to ask out the girl. And oh, and you know what? I just remembered Adam what? Scott is on is in that too. He's the he he's his is. boss. He is the boss in that movie, isn't he? With the weird beard. With the weird beard. And then does he get punched in the face in real life or in the fantasy? I don't remember. But I, I don't know. <laughs> point is in the movie, Walter Mitty does go on an adventure. Like he does go on an adventure to do this thing, and it's a big, like sort of life affirming growth experience for him. And that takes him back. You know? And Again, like, it's interesting because, like you said, there is a similarity between that and Severance. And I didn't really realize it either. I just wanted to talk about Secret Life Walter Mitty. But there is that. Apparently, you keep bringing it up. I'm sorry. But there is that duality. (laughs) No, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a pretty decent movie. Um, There is that duality of the two lives, of the two types of people. Right. But that movie is about, you know, the, the human experience of want a want of adventure yeah this is secret life of walter mitty is always mm -hmm. more abstract than you remember it being yeah it's weird it's a weird movie some pretty cool visuals it was cool these cats need to stop crying i don't know This is a cat podcast. It's a cat podcast now. I'm I'm going to get a studio apartment. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm going to get a studio apartment. I swear to God that doesn't allow pets. But you're going to end up bringing like two of the cats with you. I'm going to bring the quiet ones. All right? The, wh- There's quiet the, ones. I, how? How are we, there quiet ones? We have quiet ones. Buddy doesn't I've cry. Seen, I've seen you grab each and every one of those cats. Mm-hmm. Uh, my cats are quiet. That's no, true. I take that back. That's One true. of them's not so quiet. Anyway, Ben Stiller's great. Ben Stiller's great for talking about his. You know, I think Severance is a great move for him. 
into the more because I think Walter Mitty was was Walter Mitty after Tropic Thunder because I think that's that whole yeah he started moving towards more serious stuff because just like uh, how do you beat Tropic Thunder like oh my god in terms of comedy right like I think he he reached his comedy uh, magnum opus with Tropic Thunder and you think Simple Jack was. The pinnacle of his yes. comedic of, career. Of his comedic career, yes. I've seen a lot oh of Ben God. Stiller comedies. Tropic Thunder is the one I can watch over and over and over again. It is such a good film. It's it, amazing. But, it, what's up? Blackface. Yeah, it's blackface, blackface. Josh. Yes, but it's a joke. It is... It's not making fun of black people. It's making fun of Hollywood. That movie, what it does is make fun, makes fun of Hollywood caricatures and Hollywood behavior, right? It covers the drug addict, right? The drug addict, who's uh, the fat movie star, who's... To booty it, sweat. The, to booty sweat. Well, look at Jack Black's character, right? Jack Black's character is just a parody or a commentary on Chris Farley, right? And then mm-hmm. you look at uh, booty the booty sweat guy, right? <laughs> who is like the rapper who breaks into who's trying to break into Hollywood, right? And that whole thing where he's actually closeted. That's whole like musician. It's just musicians in the thing. That's a whole I don't thing. Remember that? You don't remember that part where he's actually gay? No. <laughs> you don't remember that part? Anyway, but it's been a while since I saw it. But anyway, that wasn't so much of a punchline. It was just like he he came out of the closet, like his character came out of the closet. Because again, there's, he's confiding hey. it. What's up? His product, he can still seek out booty sweat. He, he no one can. said it had to be women's booty sweat. No, nobody said that. And we don't know if those are women's booties. That's right. We don't well, know. I'm pretty sure it's like the zoom in? We don't know. The zoom in? We don't know. <laughs> the close up, I mean. The close up of the booties? That's true. We don't know. That's we true. just don't know. It could it could be any man. With big cheeks and a, and a slim waist. Could be any man. Anyway. Then you we look need to at... keep track of the quote what? of the episode, and that's uh-huh. going to be the quote of the episode. <laughs> anyway. So then you look at Ben Stiller's character, right? The career actor who is like the action movie star trying to break into more serious roles, right? Trying to break into like trying to win Oscars. Look at... I don't know. Look, look at... Do you think The Rock's ever going to go for an Oscar? I don't know, right? It's Tropic Thunder made fun of Fast and the Furious before Fast and the Furious became like a nine movie fucking and a saga. Not, we're not talking about we're Fast not, and Furious. We're not again. talking about. It. I'm just saying that there was a parody, right? Ben Stiller played a character who is a parody, is a caricature of a type of Hollywood guy, right? And so did Robert Downey Jr. What both of them did was try to play p- characters who represented people uh, that were typically not represented well in the media, right? And that sort of behavior in Hollywood is what they were making fun of, which is brilliant, right? Simple Jack, like the whole the whole don't go full retard conversation uh, is, that's what it is. It's, just, it's a whole thing because then he's arguing. I know, but... Mm-hmm. I I know it's mm-hmm. just sensitivity points. I know just it is a dated film, which is stuff. why it can't be made today, right? It cannot it's be not made that dated though. It was two thousand eight. No, it's not that dated, but the jokes, right? Like, 
I mean, 2008 is sort of like the tip, the 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 bend there. But that movie, you can't make that movie again. Like you just can't, right? With what it was making fun of, like the um, I just remembered mm-hmm. uh, one of my roommates in college. He grew up in uh, Southern California, is yeah. uh, not too far from here. I think closer to LA, closer to you probably. Mm-hmm. But he's you know the. Uh, there's a young kid, a young, mm-hmm. a young like native kid in whatever country yeah. they're in in the movie, right? Uh, I think and he's Cambodia. like the, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then there's a young kid who's like in charge of the tribe that they run into or whatever. Yeah. That kid, the actor, mm-hmm. my roommate in college went to high school with him. Like he he was in mm-hmm. middle school or high school with him. Yeah. Apparently, that kid was a huge dick. Like <laughs> getting that role, getting uh-huh. that movie. Uh-huh. went straight to his head and he's just head. a huge asshole about it he has his little I'm, posse but he was still a tiny it. kid like he was tiny tiny mm-hmm. and then yeah he's just a huge bully apparently i believe it i believe it god can't anyway. have child actors you just can't, can't have child can't have child actors can't have child actors but i love that movie i think i think he knew there's like what's he gonna do better than that right i don't know if he's like produced any other comedies since but i really like the transition into this more serious stuff he's doing because i think he's sort of like done everything that he could possibly do in comedy so what do you do once you've reached the top of the mountain go for another mountain i don't i, w- I wouldn't say he's done everything in comedy but what what I else can he do right can he do what? You know, he's mostly been uh, a movie star. He's he starred in several films, a lot of those being comedies. Mm-hmm. So I think he's done a lot of that. But mm-hmm. I think I, he's... I don't I don't think he's a comic first. I think he's an no, actor. He's an actor. And then first. most of his roles have been comedies. So let me look up Ben Stiller. Right. So. Ben Stiller. What do you mean? No results found. There it is. All right. <laughs> So he doesn't cause exist because he, he's also a producer, right? He's also a producer and now director well, for but, a long time director. Right. And yeah. then let's see here. Oh, my God. No. He's producing a second dodgeball movie. <laughs> what oh. were you saying about him getting more serious? God, why? Why would you <laughs> don't do that? Don't do that. I did, I, I've got his Wikipedia page open. I didn't even... Oh, I do oh, see that. <laughs> god. Oh, my God. And Zoolander? Another Zoolander? He's making a third Zoolander? Oh, oh my no. God. He's just mentioning stuff okay. he has done. Okay. Because, look, it says here he's directing a show called... No, he's executive producer on a show called High Desert, right? Which is doesn't sound funny, right? It could I could be wrong. To become a private what? investigator. No, okay. Are, like are we crime. literally judging something by its cover? <laughs> a book. There's no cover. cover. There's only synopsis. Anyway, um, no, but you're just judging it by the title. High Desert could have been the name of a comedy, of yeah. like a, of a stoner comedy. But anyway, but no, it's it's about a private investigator. And so here we go. Severance as executive producer, executive producer, associate producer. Let's go. Let's scroll way down. Right. Let's. Uh, duplex producer starchy and hutch producer like he's produced on most of his stuff uh what do you mean the boys documentary executive producer what does that mean 
Okay, no, it's a different. It's a it's a different documentary, not about the boys Amazon show. It's um, I don't know, something about he was an executive producer on Megamind, right? Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory was he even in that. Jesus Christ, I don't remember him in that. Like this is this is sort of what I mean. Like I don't like he's in produced so much comedy on top of acted on acted in so much comedy and directed so much comedy, right? Director, Bagman, London, Severance, Escape from Demona, Zoolander, Two, Secret Life of Walter Mitty, right? Stiller and Miria, St- The Station, Tropic Thunder. It's I think he's done so much. The Cable Guy was he even in the Cable Guy? Yeah, wasn't he? He directed it, but like I don't think he starred in it or played a role. In, okay, yeah, he played a small role in it because I know he's done. He's played characters before that weren't the main character. Like his character in Happy Gilmore was hilarious. The abu- oh, God, it's so wrong. The abusive elderly caregiver. God, <laughs> he, a, he ran a sweatshop at an old folks' home. <laughs> Like that's what See, I'm that's saying. Funny. I think I'm not sure what what else is there for him to do because he's directed, he's produced, he's acted. Like in comedy, what else is there to do? He's gonna surprise me. Jesus Christ, he's gonna what make do dodgeball too. He's gonna make dodgeball too. That's I've already been proven wrong. Ugh. Well, yeah, but no. Why? Why are you? thinking of comedy as as such a linear path there's so much more there's people literally inventing new forms of comedy as we speak yeah but not all of it's good have you been to a, a live performance it, anyway it's, it doesn't have to be good i'm just anyway. saying like it's way too big an idea to just say like yeah ben Stiller's done everything he well there's nothing else in comedy he can do i, I don't necessarily mean it as a, a comedy as a linear path what i mean to say is that there are a lot of actors and directors and people in Hollywood. They go through a thing where they're like, well, what else can I do? Especially actors. They're like, all they've done... Like, look at Jim Carrey. I'm looking at a bunch of Jim Carrey stuff right right now, right? Like, he's he's gone through a similar thing where he's done comedy for so long, he doesn't know what else to do. And even the new stuff, like, that you're mentioning that's created, can he do the new stuff? Could Ben Stiller do... Uh, Eric Andre. Oh, that's a terrible example. He could totally do Eric Andre. Ugh. Anyway. But you get my meaning, right? Like, it's... Do you get my meaning? I don't know if I'm being clear. I get your meaning. I just uh-huh. don't understand why that you're of that opinion. It, it's not it even makes a, no sense. It's Things. not even a strong opinion I have. It's just something I've heard about where, like, actors and directors, they talk about how, like, they get tired of working in a specific genre. And so they move on to another genre. That's that's all I'm talking about. Yeah, I just wouldn't phrase it as Ben Stiller has just done everything in comedy. I guess you're right. There's a cricket in my room now. God damn There's it. an ant in mine. God damn it. Well, anyway, you're, you're right, Matt. You're right. It was insensitive was it is it insensitive or, or just like in fact i felt incensed you felt incensed okay so we'll move on then we'll move on i'm, I'm kidding but yeah too much stiller too, too much, much stiller. stiller oh my god all right too much stiller got it right and you're probably right we're probably not going to edit this episode at all but moving on did you 
What? Have you heard anything else from the Emmys? Did you see all the winners? No, I didn't see all the winners. Let's should I look it up? Okay, sure. Emmy. But uh, I'm I'm for sure gonna watch Abbott Elementary. I should watch it too. Now that I think about it. I mean, the I don't know if you know this. I've already said this, so I can. I was gonna I was gonna not say anything, but. I don't know. I can't say anything. Cause can I say? What are you? What was that? What? It's cookies. Why were you dangling cookies over your mouth as you're about to speak? Maybe I want a cookie. Anyway, no. I was just going to talk about award show season because you know, leading up to the Emmys, there's a lot of parties. Uh, yeah. yeah. Specifically, we need to get into these parties. Is what I want. Is what I'm leading into, right? So you we, can get fired. Huh? No. So you can get fired? No. We need to get into these parties. I work in events. I work in Hollywood events. Uh, okay. You've made me say it. Because you mentioned I could get fired for going to these parties. I can't get fired for going to these parties. If I get invited to these parties, I'm just setting up for myself, really. Anyway. I I didn't out you. You said you, fire. You said it. Um, anyway. Yeah, I said you could get fired. I didn't say what you did. Oh, my God. You're right. Anyway, I work in events, right? Hopefully, and me- your boss's name and home address is is I don't know. Anyway, so but basically, uh, they got some nice parties for these shows because it's Emmy season, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've actually worked on any Emmy parties, but they give us some nice stuff. We need to get into these parties, all right? We need to become critics. Like real critics, which I feel like we're becoming. Oh, become, ooh, I think we need to become real critics and I then think. get invited into these parties and get free food and free screenings of these shows and, and or movies. I think we need more poop jokes, more poop stories. That'll get us into all the parties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, if we become voters... Right. If we if we become voters in this system, this very uh, corrupt system, mm-hmm. then we could be bribed to vote for shows. I feel like the people who end up voting for these shows for Emmys and Oscars mm-hmm. and stuff, mm-hmm. they're old industry people. They're not no. like, critics. They're not. They're. It's not professional critics. Not this. Um. Not necessarily professional critics, but the voters, the voting committees, they're not as old as some people think. They're not as white anymore as some people think. Some committees are, but not all of them. And so it's, uh, I think that's all I'll say about that. But we we can get in on it. We can. I just know it. All right. Mm -hmm. And then, because here's the great thing about this system, right? Everybody bribes the voters. And because everybody bribes the voters, it's not—it's like nobody got bribed at all. It's a flawed logic, I know, but this is I'm what you saying. want. I'm this just saying you—this is what you aspire to. I'm just saying it's a very practical goal. Is all I'm saying. Free food and bribes and free food parties. and drinks. All we are you. You know, as be super critical and be a part of the voting committee, 
And then we get free food, free drinks, and free screenings of these shows at parties and potentially meet the celebrities who star in them. That's all I'm saying. It's a system. Yeah. So I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway. I forgot these what are, I was actually going to talk about. These are Josh's hopes and dreams. Very practical goal, my friend. I have no idea how to do it, but very practical goal. Just stick to your cream puffs. You son of a bitch. I want a cream puff now. Anyway. <laughs> you bought like <sighs> six of them. No, you bought a dozen. I bought there are mini. I bought mini cream you puffs. You bought a dozen. I bought a dozen mini cream puffs. That's not the same. That's like three regular cream puffs. That's what that is. Stop chewing in the mic. I can't hear it. I just I know that I know. if I were listening to this, I'd hate it. I'm chewing with my mouth closed. I'm not gonna. I don't want to subject anybody to that. But who knows? I'm not editing this, so. Maybe it'll stay in. But uh, I forgot what I was going to talk about before I got onto this whole party tangent. Oh no, my cookie's floppy. Uh, it's not the only thing. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Penis. The, anyway. Uh, the so. cat's tails. The cat's tails are floppy. Are they floppy? Or are they just like... Because they're fairly rigid. I don't think they flop. I think they go where they please. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Dodgeball 2. Jesus Christ. Dodgeball 2. What is Dodgeball 2 going to be about? You got something against Dodgeball? I'm just wondering what is it going to be about? Because Dodgeball 1 came out in... I'm looking it up. When did this movie come out? When did this movie come out? It's 2004, dude. Jesus Christ, it's been 18 years. <gasps> That's as old as a man could be. It's going to be about okay. his son. That's what it's, it's going to be about the oh, son of Average boy. Joe. That's what it's going to be about. What's who, What's his name? What's uh, Average Joe's son's name? Joe. Average Joe Jr.? Average Joe Jr. That's what it's going to be about. Average Joe a- Jr. AJJ? AJJ? Because Vince Vaughn, his name is not actually Average Joe. His name is Peter LaFleur. Oh, LeFleur. yeah. So he would be Joe LaFleur. 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 I don't, I don't know. I'm LeFleur. butchering. LaFleur. I just, mm-hmm. when I think about Vince Vaughn, uh-huh. I think about that scene in Dodgeball where he's getting ready at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. And he's like smoking a cigarette. And then he's mm-hmm. brushing his teeth. Uh-huh. And then he's drinking a yoo-hoo while like brushing his teeth, washing yeah. his mouth his mouth out with uh-huh. the yoo-hoo uh-huh. while brushing his teeth. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. Maybe absolutely. that was just such an effective image. I just mm-hmm. kind of view Vince Vaughn like that. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of the characters he plays. Just kind of the lazy, like yes, comfortable guy who just charms his way through life. Mm-hmm. The lazy everyman. Let's see here. Um, God, the lazy you know, I, Joe, the lazy guy. You know who? No, I, lazy Joe. Lazy Joe. Hey, that's political. Anyway, uh, no, Sleepy Joe. Never mind. Anyway, so I didn't say that. You, you, I know. I thought it, and then I said it. 
and I got confused because my brain don't work too good. But um, have you seen Delivery Man? Just on a quick tangent. No. So Delivery Man is a Vince Vaughn movie, right? Maybe I've mentioned it before. It is a movie about a man who, in his youth, uh, donated sperm to a sperm sperm bank in exchange for money. And he did this uh, a couple hundreds of times. Jesus. Yeah. Basically, he, he raised... Uh, he was trying to raise money for the reason, very wholesome reason, he needed the money. Right? Watch the movie, find out why. But he had to raise the money, so he jerked off into a cup a couple hundred times. Why? He, right. You mentioned that it's a wholesome thing, and then why do you have to put it like that? I'm putting explicit tags on this podcast. I'm going to make it worth it. It's not about the rating of the podcast. It's about the expectation you set. Exactly. Anyway. So he jerks off into a cup a couple hundred times, right? And they don't show you this. They don't show you this. Is right? it his in ear or his outie? They, they show... I don't know, actually. Anyway, they don't show that. They, they do the typical Vince Vaughn thing, right? They establish... It's probably... If I were to compare him... This caricature of Vince Vaughn that Vince Vaughn portrays, right, of the lazy man, this is probably like peak lazy man, right? He hasn't been lazier in any other movie than this movie, I think. He's <laughs> right? He, that's how he saves his money. He makes his money by he sperm used donations. To. He used to. He needed that money for, like, uh, it was a last minute thing. He needed to, to save the day in his youth. That all takes place before the movie, right? And so... You f- you meet Vince Vaughn and he is this sad sack of lard, who his girlfriend won't wants to break up with him because he won't commit to the relationship, right? Um, not only that, his girlfriend's pregnant and she doesn't want him to be a part of the child's life, or she doesn't want to be with him because he's a lazy piece of shit, right? He drives a like a meat delivery truck for his family's company. And he's so shit at that job, everyone tells him he's shit at that job. And his family has does not rely on him at all because they know they cannot rely on him. This is what I mean by, like, peak lazy man. He's the laziest I've ever seen Vince Vaughn in a movie, right? And he has Why a is he so word. lazy? He's just so lazy. That's just what what it is. And Why he's is com- he so lazy? That's the problem. He just is. And he's trying to figure out if he can turn it around. If he could turn around for his girlfriend so that way he can be an active participant in his future child's life. Right? That's what he's trying to prove. But he's a delivery driver, right? Hence the delivery man. But he finds out. The lawyer tracks him down. And he finds out that he is actually the father of over 500 children. Of 500 people. Jeez. Because he donated sperm like 20 years ago. Right? And so what happened was the clinic, for some reason, used his sperm and only his sperm for about 500 plus patients. And so there are... Oh, like they didn't... All those people didn't choose him? Like they didn't, the mothers? No, they, they didn't choose him. The, the clinic gave them his sperm. 
because they had so much of it on hand, right? <laughs> and it was it was according to the lawyer. That's so, that's acor- so bad. Yeah, according to them, it was it was just high quality sperm, and <laughs> and so basically, there was a meat truck. It's high quality stuff. So basically, his kids find out. Right, the the news story breaks right that this clinic has been this like this clinic has been giving out sperm of all from the same guy, who you who went under the pseudonym Starbuck, right? A modern day Genghis Khan. Exactly, and all of all of his children find out right, and they all get together to sort of sue the clinic. To find out, they're like they want to know who is Starbuck, who is our father. Is Chris Pratt one of his children? No, Chris Pratt is his plays his best friend. Okay, yeah, his lawyer friend. Old. Yeah, Chris Pratt's pretty funny in this, and he has to then. What he begins to do in the film, and this is not spoiling anything, is that he begins to meet some of his children, uh, under the guise of a, a random. Spoiled. You spoiled it. You spoiled it. No. Now I know. So. He begins to meet his children under the guise of a, of a random stranger, right? He pretends to be a random stranger, or he just pretends to to be somewhat related to to them, coincidentally, right? And then he starts to meet his kids. Eventually, he meets them like because they're all getting together all the time, and he he starts to see them, starts to meet them, and this is him trying to make up for lost time, trying to do something for them. And trying to be something for them. And that's mm-hmm. the whole emotional journey of the movie. Right? Him trying to be more for these people. It's not just one kid anymore. And then him trying to like tell his girlfriend that he's, you know, that he's Starbuck. That's a whole scene. Right? That like, her child is going to be like number 546. Exactly. His. Exactly. And it's actually just like a very well-grounded movie. Like it's it's really good, despite how ridiculous it is. Oh, I'm, oh God! There's a clip playing of, of Meet the Fockers, but uh, I mean Meet the Parents, and playing in the background. It's going back to Ben Stiller, but good old Bobby De Niro, old Bobby Bobby De Niro, and Delivery Man is just such a nice wholesome movie with sperm jokes, and it's like my favorite kind. Like, there's no, like, if you watch Dodgeball, for example, right, there's a lot of, like, like, a lot of, like, uh, pratfalls and a lot of, like, action, a lot of comedy where, like, life is, like, over the top, right? This is not one of those kinds of movies. This is one of those movies where, like, weird things are happening, crazy things are happening, but it's all very grounded, all very real. Like, it's more ground, like, it's so much more of a wholesome movie kind of like not wholesome but grounded kind of like the dark sci-fi in severance in severance yes but yeah so i would recommend watch delivery man it's a good uh i think it's like a 90 minute movie it's a short movie it's a a good watch i've seen the poster around yeah it's good watch i didn't (laughs) it's just I, I'm looking at the poster and it's Vince mm-hmm. Vaughn standing like just in a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. And now that I know that those are just a fraction of all of his children. Yeah. I, I don't know how to feel about that. 
Yeah, that's the dilemma he's in, which is a very interesting dilemma. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it for today. Matt, you want to take us out? Yeah. yeah. Today. Today. On consumed content, mm-hmm. we talked about Severance, and it didn't win any awards, but it's still a good show. It should have. You should definitely. I don't know. I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. The fact that Ted Lasso was up there too, but in a different category. But then I just I haven't seen Succession. It's a tough year. Yeah. A lot of great shows. No, which isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That which makes it a good year. Mm-hmm. But uh, this has been consumed content, where we hopefully help you consume content. This is that's been Josh. I'm Josh. I've been Matt. I'm Matt. That's Matt. Yeah. And Severance, get it wherever you can. I believe it is exclusively on Apple TV Plus, but I, I don't know. Depending on what country you're in or what other area, maybe it's available wink, on wink. some other yeah. service. Yeah, wink, wink. Get it, get it wherever <laughs> you can. Wink, wink. Oh no! Now we gave that phrase bad yeah. meaning. That's get it that's what it, you can. That's what it's always meant. <laughs> okay, piracy. That's- our show is our show is predicated on piracy you said the word we didn't have to say the word okay i'm gonna hit stop recording now bye